This is Caregiver's Compass, an uplifting podcast all about the ins and outs of caregiving for a loved one. Tips, tricks, true stories, and experts. It's all here on Caregiver's Compass. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Caregiver's Compass. My name is Stephanie Muscat. I am a registered social worker and psychotherapist. Please note that this episode is not the act of psychotherapy. Okay, so this is a requested episode. I asked on my Instagram feed a while back if anyone was interested in this and everyone said yes. It's a very resounding yes. So I want to preempt this by saying I am not religious in any way, shape, or form at all. I don't know what I believe in. And before the events that I'm going to talk about today, I really didn't believe in anything. But these events happened, and it completely baffled me and changed my perspective on Is there something else? Is there something more to our connection with other people who we love in our lives, even when they pass away? And I've spoken to other people in my life since who have expressed very similar things after having their loved one pass away. So I don't know what it is. Uh, You know, I, again, I, I don't know what I believe in. All I know is what had happened. And so if you're coming to this thinking, oh, this is a whole bunch of crap, maybe. (laughs) I mean, it happened. So I'm only saying what happened to me. And you can take it or leave it or do with it what you will. Uh, So essentially, I'll give a bit of background. My grandmother was the central part of my life. She she always told me I was her soulmate, her best friend, and I felt the same way about her. We had a very special connection, and I'm an only child, but I was also her only grandchild. And I spent a lot of time with her. Uh, my mom, I think because of her illness, couldn't handle a lot of things, even when she was younger and not diagnosed. I think she was struggling for a long time. And my grandmother would take over. I slept at her house a lot. I lived with her between the grades, uh, grade seven to grade 12. I lived with her at least three days a week. And I loved that woman to pieces. She was my everything. I would sometimes call her three to four times a day if I was struggling in high school. And she would always be available for me to talk to me. I would call her about everything. She always knew what to say. She was a Holocaust survivor. She had the most positive outlook on life. Even though she went through the most horrible experiences, I can't even possibly imagine what she went through. She lost everybody, came to a new country, got married to my grandfather, had my mom, and then he passed away. They lived at the back of a store when they moved here. They worked 24 hours a day to make ends meet because they had nothing and they had nobody uh, because everybody was killed in the Holocaust. And she still was the most positive, loving, 
person I've ever met in my entire life. So pragmatic, so giving, and always had the most incredible perspective. And I am so thankful that I had her. She has passed away. She passed away in 2015, right before I got married. And obviously that was really hard for me because I wanted her to be there, but also she was struggling and she had made it very clear. She didn't want to be around anymore. Like it was, it was hard for her at the end. She was old and uh, she was declining and she had the starts of dementia and, but she was able to acknowledge what was going on and she hated it. She was always very, very active. And at the end she wasn't able to do anything and she was reliant on everybody else and she hated it. So at the end of her life, I was always the one there because my mom had already gotten sick and she was admitted to hospital several times before she passed away. And I would sit beside her hospital bed and I would study. Um, I was in my master's program, my last year of my master's program. And I would sit by her bed while she was in bed all the time. I was always there. I loved her more than anything. Um, and I never believed in more than what I saw. I'm a science. I was a science kid. I have my degree in life sciences. I used to read Darwin origin of the species. Um, I was raised because of the history of my family and what had happened to my family on both sides because of their religion um, and persecution. I was raised in a house that didn't really like to praise religion because they saw such a divide from it. No one hated religion, uh, but I think it was just a very different perspective. And because of that, maybe a little bit of a shift away from that. So I was raised in a very science-based, evolution-based household where I didn't really believe there was more to life than what we see. And so I can't really explain what I'm about to say. Um, and that's why I think it's extra special for me because it really rocked me and showed me that there's more to life than what we know, at least to me. So. At the end of my grandma's life, as I said, I was in the hospital with her and she fell into a coma. We think she had colon cancer. Um, we're not sure. They did see an obstruction on her scans, in her colon, and we opted to not have her operated on because she already did not want to be here anymore and had already declined. And I didn't see how that would positively impact her life in any way. Like she would have a huge recovery. She would be in pain. Um, she was already very confused, delirious in the hospital and she just wanted to get out of here. And so I wanted to uphold her wishes. I was her power of attorney with my dad, but I was essentially making the decisions. My husband, we weren't married yet, but he'd come along with me to the meetings in the hospital to support me. He's an amazing guy. Amazing, amazing guy. And I was a disaster and she fell into a coma and I was like, okay, that's it. And we were told by the doctors that since she wasn't eating or drinking, 
um, and her blood pressure was really low. She was having heart issues as well. They gave her like a day or two at this time. And her birthday was supposed to be, I think, five or six days later. And I was so sad because we couldn't celebrate her 93rd birthday with her. Uh, And it was about to be my wedding. And that was really sad. So I would sit with her and, uh, you know, she was in a coma, wasn't responding to anything. I would talk to her, I'd squeeze her hand and nothing. And I would just sit with her. Uh, and it was hard and I was really scared to be alone with her if she was to pass because that was very terrifying for me just to be by myself in that. I didn't know what to expect and um, to lose the person that meant more to me than anything in front of my eyes was very terrifying to me. So because she was Jewish even though she wasn't a practicing religious person, I think one of the ways that they got through the war was to say certain prayers, certain songs. And even before the war, uh, that's how she got through. And so she, I think inside of her deep down had some spiritual connection, even though she always told me she didn't know what she believed in and She'd always say to me, if there was a God, why would they let what happened to us happen? She was just like, it rocked a lot of people to the core. And I don't blame them for that. So she had an affiliation with a rabbi because my, her second husband, her first husband died and her second husband was much more religious. And so she had an affiliation to a rabbi. She knew the rabbi. And when she was passing away, I decided we should just have this here for her. And they say a prayer when someone is is going to pass, very similar to other religions. And so I had the rabbi come. He was a very lovely man, very generous man. And he came and he said this prayer and he left the room and that was kind of our goodbye. And right when he left the room, she opened her eyes And she was mouthing the prayer as well uh, before she had opened her eyes. And then she opened her eyes and she was just kind of staring. And I ran out of the door and I called the rabbi back and I said, she's awake. She's awake. How is she awake? I don't know. Because she'd been in a coma for several days at this point. And they said she was going to die. And he walked in. And he spoke to her and she said, hi, rabbi, as if nothing had happened. And I was in complete shock. I thought I would never get any more time with her ever. And he just seemed to not be surprised in any way, shape or form. He's like, oh yeah, you know, this happens. Like, what do you mean it happens? Uh, And he talked to her and he said, how are you? And she said, I'm good. And they had a whole conversation and then he left to go. And um, I said, how did that happen? He said, yeah, it happens sometimes. Enjoy this time. And I sat with her and I said, I I called her Baba. And I said, Baba? She said, yeah. And I said, do you know who I am? She said, Steffi. And I... I could, I was just in complete disbelief. Like I, there's nothing that I could say to explain something like this. 
So we talked um, and I absorbed every second of that. And then she fell back into her coma and I'm like, okay, that was the time that I had. And oh my God. And, uh, and then I came back the next morning and she was wide awake. And I ran to the nurse and I said, my grandma's awake. And they're like, what do you mean she's awake? I said, she's wide awake. You know, I was told she was going to die and and she's wide awake. And they came in, they said, oh my God, she is awake. And I sat with her and I said, how are you? She's like, I'm good. And we had a conversation and we were talking and she FaceTimed with her cousins who live in Belgium. And we got to experience time together, which is something I just didn't think I would have. And I wasn't ready for closure yet. And I almost feel like she wasn't either in a way. And then the next day was her birthday and she was awake and we got to celebrate her birthday with her. We brought her a balloon. My family came in from out of town. We sat with her. It was beautiful. And my grandma thought she was at home she thought she was watching TV in the other room. She was at peace. And we all had our opportunity to say goodbye to her in our own way. And she passed away two days after her birthday. And I know that people say, oh, sometimes right before someone dies, they perk up. And I've seen that working in the hospital but this felt so very different. Like in those scenarios, I've seen it where they'll they'll perk up like right before for a little bit of time. But this was strange. It happened during the prayer while she was in a coma. She was mouthing it. It was it was very very weird. I can't explain it. Uh, I got to bring my dog to the hospital to see her. Just all of these things, and she passed away. And I was a mess. And when we left the hospital, there was a rainbow right over the hospital. And some people could say, well, now I'm searching for things. But it had been raining the whole day. And then she passed away and there was a rainbow. And to me, that meant something, especially after what had just happened. (laughs) Um, And so then that week was really strange because all sorts of things happened that week that never happened to me. I went to take the subway and as I was walking into the subway station, someone turns to me and says, here you go, take my subway pass. And I said, huh? I don't want your, no, no, take it. Take your, take the subway pass, go ride the subway for free. So I took their subway pass and I went on the subway for free. And then I won the lottery that week. And I got another free thing that week. And I'm like, what is going on? This never, I would have noticed if that happened on a good week. Uh, But that was very strange to me. Very, very strange to me that week. And then I started having dreams about her coming and talking to me, saying that she knew something was different. She wasn't here. What had happened? Like very weird dreams. Um, where I would say to her, you know, you passed away. I miss you. Uh, you're not here anymore. 
et cetera, et cetera. And then when I had my first daughter, I had a dream that she came to me and she asked me how things were. And I got to tell her about my daughter and she was so happy. And that happened for a while. Uh, I haven't had a dream about her in a while, to be honest. But that happened for a while. That was really weird. And then in that time, I was also having dreams of being at her house with her. And we actually had sold her house. They ended up tearing it down and building townhouses, uh, a building company. And in the dreams, I'd be sitting with her and she'd say, you know, why is my house empty or, you know, what's going on? And at one point she said, why is there a truck on my driveway? And I drove by the house another day and there was a construction vehicle on her driveway, which just like shook me, (laughs) really shook me up. Um, And all sorts of weird things like that. I don't remember the exact details, but things that I just could not explain. And then I took my oldest daughter to the cemetery to see her. And my oldest daughter is named after her. And we went to the cemetery and she'd never gone with me before, but she was really interested and she was very adamant that she'd come with us. When we got there, I didn't even really say much. I just showed her where the graves were and she went right up to my grandma's grave and put her hands on it and put her head down. And she said, she's speaking to me. And I was like, what? Okay. You know, sometimes little kids say things like that. Then I sat there for a while and I said, okay, let's go. And my husband's grandparents are also buried in the same cemetery. So you went to go see them. And then we were going to go home. She said, no, I have to go back and see your grandmother. I have to go back. And I said, well, honey, we already went, like we're going home. And she said, no, no, I have to go back. She wants me to come back which was very weird. So, and she's five. So we drove back there. She went back and she held on to the grave and she said, is she's talking to me? And I said, what is she saying? And she said, I love you. Thank you for coming. And I'm like, okay, you know, little kids make these things up, but it was also really bizarre. And then a dragonfly came and sat on her arm. And she she started freaking out because she doesn't like bugs on her and um, shoot it away, whatever. So we left. She didn't want to leave. And I kept saying, well, leave. We're going to come back next year because I go every year on my grandma's birthday. And I came home and I told my friend this story. And my friend said, I have goosebumps, Steph. And I said, why? And she said, look up the meaning of a dragonfly. So I looked it up and apparently... In some belief areas, uh, religions or places of origin, they believe that the dragonfly is actually a person who has passed away coming to see you from the afterlife. And that really creeped me out because I'm like, okay, we're in front of my grandma's grave and this dragonfly just lands on my daughter um, while she's saying she's speaking to her. Like, it was just very weird. 
And I've spoken to other people in my life who told me that they had been very connected to somebody and had these experiences. And I spoke to people who didn't. And so I don't know what to make of it, honestly. Uh, But I thought it was really strange. But it also brought me a lot of comfort because being someone who never really believed in that in the first place and seeing these things happen led me to believe that she was still around in some capacity and led me to believe that she wasn't gone. And there's been other situations, you know, like when I was in labor with one of my kids where I could just feel her. Like I wasn't thinking about her in any way, shape or form. Trust me. I was thinking about being in labor and I just all of a sudden just felt her kind of, and could hear her saying like, it's going to be okay. And I don't know where that came from. I just don't know. I don't, I can't explain any of this again. I have no evidence. I have no proof, but it was so, all of these things were so strange and I wanted to share it, uh, because it brought me comfort and hope, but also changed my perspective on death and dying. And ever since then, I believe there's truly more. And a lot of my clients and patients and friends have told me similar stories and, uh, I, I do believe in it now. So I wanted to share that it's, it's a bit of a different episode. It's really interesting stuff. And, uh, regardless of your perspective, I think, I think it's just something that I wanted to share. So thank you for listening. Uh, I really like talking about this stuff. So I want you to tell me if you've had an experience like this, either on social media or an email and what happened for you? How did, how did that whole thing go? Is it still happening? Yeah. Uh, the last really weird thing that happened before I forget actually is when she was still alive, but in the hospital, I Google map imaged her house and it was a picture of her standing on her front lawn. And when she died, I think like a few months later, I looked and it was the same picture, but she was gone. And I'm sure that the Google Maps car could have come and taken another picture. But I remember putting the pictures side by side and showing my husband and they looked like the identical picture, but she had disappeared. And I couldn't find a timestamp or a date stamp on either of them. So to me, it was just creepy and and strange. And, um, and I have those pictures on my external hard drive. It is the weirdest thing. Yeah. So, uh, that's the episode. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed it. And just a little bit of a different element of caregiving connection, life and life beyond all of this, even when we think we've lost the people who mean the most to us. I will see you next time. Take care for now. Thanks for listening to Caregiver's Compass. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think would love it. I'm Stephanie Muscat. Have an uplifting day and I'll see you next time.